0: to this week's episode of the Shotmaker Podcast. I'm excited for this week because we felt like we're getting into August, we're getting into the trade deadline for baseball. So we thought that's a great tie-in to talk about your team, how we look at underperforming team members, and how do we really deal with getting the most out of our team and really making sure that the team we show up every day with is the one that we want to go into the championships with. -hmm. Right. So, as a starting point, I thought maybe Chris could explain to us some of his thought process around evaluating underperforming team members.
1: Well, I use a simple one. So, I like to evaluate top as well. Right. So, top three, bottom three. So, when I have my top three, what am I doing with them? So, their knowledge can be shared through everyone. So, what are we doing with them? Right. We're not just leaving them on the line and and ignoring them. I'm putting them to use. I'm making them head trainers. I'm putting them in charge of a station. I'm having them training, you know, retraining people, cross-training people, and whatever else we could do to help better the restaurant. Now you go to the bottom three. Right? We're either retraining them or we're just going to have to do away with them. Right? we have to replace them. So, a lot of people don't like to do it because it, it is an effort. It takes work. But if you go through your bottom three, and these are the ones holding you back, is you know, is what you need to do is evaluate how you're going to replace them. What are we going to do with them? You know, you start bringing people in, or or, or are there people from maybe a dishwasher position that could slide into that position. That's ready. That's been a really good performer. So you, it's up to you to figure out how you're going to replace them. But the bottom line is, if they're your bottom three performers, they need to be replaced.
0: Right, and I think the one key. You could, touched on a few really key elements, but I think the first one is really looking at skill set, right? Like it's not, you don't like them. It's not that they're, you know, difficult to work with per se, but they're truly underperforming. So I think the first thing is to look at it as objectively as you can, which is why, you know, I love bringing in the data into any sort of conversation like this, right? Is it that they're selling the least? Is it they're, you know, showing up and clocking in the most overtime or, running up the worst, you know, food costs, and there's waste, yeah. like, there's got to be some element besides, I just don't like working them, that brings them into the bottom three, and then I think the other thing that you touched on that I love is the idea of training, because I think going back to the sports analogy, I love when you go to a baseball game in middle of July, and you actually see them working on something, before the game, right, uh, yeah. they're not just like, blah, blah. No. like, oh, I'm so cool, but they're actually like, The teams that are, you know, doing grounders, they're working on stuff, they're working on a certain move, you can see some YouTube videos that are like, you know, one specific thing that's gonna get the ball there faster, whatever it is, like, to me, that's the same in business, right, that every day we should be working on a new skill, developing, cross-training, so touch on that a little bit in the thought process behind, okay, I have these three, I can see, you know, it's not just that I don't like them, that they truly either aren't performing or are lacking a skill set, What is something I could do besides just getting rid of them to make it better? So, one, I
1: always ask, when I see someone in a position that just doesn't seem like they're getting it, like, do you like doing this? Uh
0: You
1: know, is this what you want to do?
0: Yeah. And, you know, listen, they might
1: tell you, well, no, I I really, you know, came on board to do, you know, uh, the salad station, but they got me over here in the app station.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: So, oh, 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 really? Okay. (laughs) You know, so then let's talk about this, like, you know, get the... Now we want to get the manager involved, right, and say, so, "Okay, we need to make a change." It seems like a good kid, but it's not what he signed on to do, Yeah. right? And then after that, you can always, you know, ask them how they were trained. Sometimes our training's not the best, Yeah. right? There may be no training in place, or if it is in place, are we really following it? Who did you put them with? Did they really train them? Yeah. So they got this, this this guy on the line that's trying his best, but wasn't trained. Yep. So he's just trying to get through it, right? Yeah. During, during service, in the weeds, throwing things in the plate <laughs> that don't belong there because they don't know. <laughs> survival. He's <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> survival. You know. so, so I would like to ask those questions.
0: Yeah.
1: Listen, if I talk to him and I ask him, like, what goes in, in this dish, and he could tell me like that. And, okay, well, you were trained right. Yeah.
0: right?
1: So then what's the problem? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's, your heart's on it, just don't want to do it. So you want to determine what the issue is. If the issue is they weren't trained right, let's retrain them.
0: Yep. All
1: right, let's get them trained right. If it's, if it's a position they didn't sign all for, they're really not used to, they, they never were really taught to do it, well, then let's find out what station they wanted to do. And if you want to do you're going to be a lot better at it. Right. And you want to help the restaurant. Yep. So let's make sure we, we, under, we, we, we have to determine what the issue is. And once you determine it, you attack it. Yeah. And if you do all that and the outcome doesn't change, then you need to make a change.
0: Right, and I think the other element there, like you said, is really being aware of how, you know, no one had time to train last year. I mean, in any industry, in any restaurant, like, no one had time to train last year. So it could be that you have five or six people that are, that are missing a training. And, you know, we've seen this in, you know, large corporations. It may be worth taking three hours to just pause, you know, a Monday morning or, you know, close for lunch one day and just say, hey, we're going to have a reset. Because then you can really evaluate them if you know everybody had the right, right. training.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you said from the beginning, I always call the right seat on the bus, right? We might know we want them here. We just don't know if they're in the right seat. Right. Right. Now maybe that person we hired for line cook's more urgency as a prep position. Right. Maybe that we thought they could be a server. They're maybe more a front desk position. So I think once we decide, like Chris said, if we like them, if we, if we want them part of the group, maybe just moving them around in the organization to find a better, you know, job fit for them.
0: Yeah. And I think the other element that makes this conversation really thought provoking, hopefully, to owners and managers out there is the idea that in sports, right in baseball, you have a trade deadline, right? You have to make this decision because the team right. you are with after the trade deadline, that's who you're with all the way through. Right. Right. In business, we don't have those deadlines. And I think sometimes whether it's the owner, the district manager, you just get frustrated because you feel like you don't have the right team, but you kind of let it go way too long rather right. than, you know, setting right. your own deadline.
1: Yeah. Oh, unfortunately, right, there is no deadline. Right. 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 <laughs> right. So you do have to set it. But, you know, setting is one thing. Following through right. is another thing. Yeah. And that's what happens. Because we understand how busy restaurants are, Help. the days go by fast, and next thing you know, it's three weeks later. But this this has to be important. So you need to you need to set that deadline that you're going to evaluate your employees, and you're going to do the top three, bottom three. Am I getting the most out of that top three? Can that top three start trickling down and making the four, five, and six top three with them? Like let's start like have a little you know a little battle for that position. (laughs) Right, right. A little competition. Competition's healthy. And look at the bottom three, and you know everything we talked about. Do it and if you find out that that didn't work and it's time to move on then it's time to move on and and get the right teammates in there
0: yeah well and i think the other thing here is that the owner should be part of these conversations right because if we see that there's this constant you know in the door, out the door, turnover, that we also want to look at our GM or district managers to make sure that they know how to develop talent, right? Do they know how to evaluate top three, bottom three, or are they just, you know, churning and burning, (laughs) which is hurting our organization as a
1: whole. Or are they not following the training program?
0: Yeah. Because
1: every restaurant pretty much has one. Whether you use it or not is another story, right? Yeah. It's usually there. I've never met one that they said, oh, I don't have one. Look, ah, we have it, but... There's always the but, Uh, and we really don't use it. It's too busy, it's this, it's that. Well, it's never too busy to train someone, you know, especially don't bring them in on Friday night. Right. Bring them Monday, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, and you'll have time to train them.
0: Yeah.
2: The training program doesn't be advanced. You know, it's just a matter of when they get done that position, what should they be able to do? Right, right. At, or after day one of training, what can we, is a fair ask that they can be certified on. After day four of training, where do we see them be? And if they're done line cook training, here, answer these recipe questions, cook these three
1: items, to make sure that they're ready to work a shift. And set that expectation from right. day one. Yep. Yeah. I expect this, to, a lot of them have a book, right? The book's great and somebody's got to sign off on it. Yeah. I think that is the best way to go. Simple yeah. book doesn't mean anything crazy. But you know, I'm working. I'm 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 working on prep today. I'm working on this. I'm you know I'm going to work this station, that station, and somebody signing off on it. Yeah, that's the best way to go. And then if they tell you they weren't trained, say, well, your book says you were,
0: right? Right.
1: You know, yeah. and then you could go to the person that signed off on it and say, come here. You know, hey Scott, did, was uh, Larry tra- trained on this? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I signed off on it. I remember training them. Right. You know? So that kind of takes all of the where they trained, weren't they trained, out of it.
0: Right. And I think the other thing is that, you know, we talked about it before, but really looking at your organization as a whole, how it's structured, because it may be that you have to start with that manager. Like, what is the expectation that your manager knows? That your Is your manager aware of all the things that they need to know in the back of the house or the front of the house? Because if they don't know, then there's probably a knowledge gap across the board. So I think, you know, looking at some of those positions first, and then making sure that it's trickling down to our staff as well. Yeah, and
2: we're seeing that a lot. We're seeing that there's a gap. There's a gap yeah. at the general manager level or the sous chef level that maybe wasn't there four or five years ago. You know, like If you have a great GM, maybe the gaps at a manager level. And those gaps were there, I think, as the owner. You need to kind of figure out, like, back to, you know, really evaluating your team. Where is the gap? Honest with yourself, honest with the team on what is what is the gap? Where are you not succeeding where you maybe have in the past? Or you think you should be in the future? Well,
1: I, I think a big problem with all this is it's an excuse. Yeah. It, it, it's an out. Oh, I can't find nobody. <laughs> yeah. you know, the pandemic. Right. Yeah. The pandemic was two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of review mirror at this point, right? Yeah. Kind of past it now, you know. Uh, it was tough. It was hard. We all know. We all lived right. it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're past that now. And, yeah. and you have to focus on filling these positions with, with people that, that can perform the duties. Yeah. Not just throw bodies in it during the pandemic. They yeah, throw body anywhere. Right. It did not matter, right? Yeah. And nobody was going to complain. They could have got somebody's totally wrong order. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a vegan. I don't eat, I don't, I don't eat tofu. But I'm not going to say nothing. To eat it. <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, because it was just everybody knew everything was just so hard for a restaurant to get anything yeah. out. Yeah. Right. So it was okay. Well, we don't live in that world anymore. Plus, everything's more expensive. People are paying more. So yeah. they want to write. Yeah. So we just have to do our part. On just fill these positions with the most qualified people that we can and making sure they're trained and are uphold on our standards
0: yeah well and I agree I think that's the other reason why it's so interesting to look at the concert retreat deadline versus you know just your business operations because the other thing is I think right now you always think that there's a better person on the outside but yeah. right? you always think that oh, there's this GM, or my GM is not doing this, but he really should be because, you know. And sometimes those expectations are from five, six years ago where it was just a different skill set that was coming in the door. And so, you know, if you look at it from a sports perspective, yeah, your GM may have some problems. There may be things you need to work on. But is the person that's going to come in and replace them better? Like, probably not if we're not developing that person, right? right? If you can really say as an owner, you've done everything that you possibly can to make this person successful you've been with them you know walking with them making sure you're checking in you've developed them and then they're still not performing fine but I think a lot of times you know the owners not there as much a lot of stuff can be done on computer which is why part of our thing is <laughs> turn off the computer right go into your kitchen because there is now this disconnect a lot of flying between the GM and the owner and if that exists then whoever is in that role is not going to be as successful as they could be if they haven't done their part to develop that role.
2: Yeah, I think the owners that don't know how to develop people or don't know the restaurant as well as they thought they did are the ones that are kind of getting exposed here a little bit. Yeah. Right. It's, it's yes, I'm not. it's not an excuse. The, G, the GMs may be weaker, but it's not an excuse not to perform. It's not an excuse not
1: to be successful. Quick question, right? Is the GM weaker because the owner didn't let him know the expectations? Mm-hmm. Or is the GM weaker just because we're finding a weaker talent? I kind of think they're weaker because they're not being told the expectation. Yeah. It, like Dan said, if he's doing the walk with the GM, like at this, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that, and right. he's training this guy, like, hey, when you train somebody, I want to see this, I want to see that. So if you're training the GM, then he knows the expectation. Right. My question is, do they know the expectation? I I don't think they do. I
0: don't think they do. They're probably less
2: experienced. Maybe the weaker's the wrong word. They might be less experienced than GMs have used in the past, so that owner has to take that time to develop. Where maybe six years ago, it wasn't as – it didn't get reflected as much if they didn't do it. The GM already knew the expectations. They could get through without well, the Well, you knew a
1: GM it. expectation. You didn't necessarily know this person's expectations. It could be a little different. Right. Right. We all know the GM. And even, I can tell you, anybody that's stepping into a GM role today, they know a GM's expectation.
0: Right?
1: Yes. But do I know Larry's expectation, right. the owner? Right. Right. Because, exactly. you know, I know I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to open. I'm supposed to close. I'm supposed to make sure everybody does their job. mice to, to all the guests, handle guest complaints. I know that. But what is Larry expecting me to do? Right. Right. What is his expectations? What are his hot buttons? Yeah. That's, I think, where we're missing the owners. Because the owners, like I said, because of all the technology, they're not in the restaurant.
0: They're not. Right.
1: They're not there. And they expect you to know what they want. <laughs> I can't know what you want unless you tell me. Right. Yeah. And
0: it doesn't mean you have to be there 80 hours a week. No. But I think no. that is the big disruptor that technology has done. As much as it's saved us time, as much as it's you know promised to have improved our margins... I don't know if it has always yeah. or not, right? right? Yeah. But the one thing it's done is allow you to work at home. And now yeah. you haven't been there to see if your GM shows up at the time they say, to see how they lead your team, to see how they motivate your team, to see how your team responds yeah. to it. And all of a sudden, all you're doing is saying, oh, my GM's terrible. Right. They, but we don't know if your GM's terrible. Right.
1: It's all the owners today, which we never had it back in the day, home offices. I know. They all have a home office because they get up and they go to a home office and they never
2: go to a restaurant. Yeah.
1: Put a padlock on a home office, throw away the key, <laughs> and go to a restaurant and use that computer.
0: <laughs> and not all the time, right. but if you're not there. Spend
1: a few hours a day, yeah. You know, a few hours a week. Not. The, listen, if you don't want to do 40, you probably don't have to if you set it up right. Yeah. Right.
0: I agree. But that
1: is being there and putting your expectations out there and letting them know you're the boss. It's going to be done the way I, I'm asking for it to be done.
0: Yeah. and this at the end of the day is your team yeah. and this is a huge investment right you want to make sure that this investment carries forward and the only way to do that is to make sure that they're performing
1: right I mean we go to a lot of sports teams and we just had a lot of moves made yesterday right <laughs> we are we're, we're getting the baseball trade
2: deadline right where you know it's, it's happening all right but, so and that kind of brings us to what do we think you know, Good decisions, I, bad decisions. I think it's just the teams know they have to make decisions, right? Like at, as <laughs> oh Phillies fans, know. this gives a smile <laughs> on our face. I
1: can't stop grinning air to air.
2: The Mets, right? As after. the
1: Mets implode. <laughs> right. Which is beautiful. Again. Again. <laughs> Again. So so these two guys will be paid like, I don't know, 186 million dollars. There's a lot, for lot the rest of money on of the, the table year for these To two. go play for someone else. But the Mets will be paying them. Great
2: <laughs> choice. But again, two future Hall of Famers yeah. that the Mets just brought in over the last couple of years in Justin Verlander and and uh, Matt Schorzer. Right, Schorzer. And they're gone because the team didn't perform.
1: There was no need for these two at the top of the rotation. Right. And uh, to be fair, they weren't performing their best. Right. Right? So they're great players. For sure, uh, which calls going to the Hall of Fame, but is a you know, Maybe he's, he could possibly right. go, but th- as a team player, it just didn't happen. They, they didn't buy into what the team was doing, and they didn't perform well because they, they didn't believe in it. Yeah. So now that they're they're off, they're on their way, <laughs> and the Mets are paying them a ton of money. And it comes down to management with that as well. Yeah. I think if their manager would have been a little more firm, you know, really gave them the expectations, didn't let them slide every time, you know, they felt like doing it their way. Yeah. They would probably still be here. And guess what? The the Mets might be fighting with the Phillies for a playoff spot. (laughs) What? Well, and I
0: think the other thing this speaks to is not being afraid to make the tough decision. Right, right. Right? Because the Mets are getting, you know, lambasted across the media. And they knew they would, right? You knew that this would be a decision that wouldn't sit well. But they weren't afraid to make it. And I think for the good of their team, they had to make this decision.
1: I applaud them for that. And they even said, like, we're not looking to win next year either. So they're setting it up now, and they're going to try to do it the right way. A little farm system, a few free agents, just like you were doing in a restaurant, right? A couple guys you bring up through the ranks, go out and try to, you know, grab a few guys, you know, I'm posting some ads, so just like you were doing in a restaurant, that's what the Mets are going to try to do now to yeah. be ready. Although you don't have a year, <laughs> like, right. like a baseball team could say, bad. right? baseball but. teams have to take a year off and we're yeah. going to regroup. You can take a day. <laughs> that's about what you get. <laughs> but
2: you do have a budget. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's right. a part of it is we are talking about performance and all these things. We're obviously a huge part. But your restaurant still has a budget. And yeah. at some point, it, it's not your restaurant's not performing successful, right? It's not making the money it should make. You're going to look at your yeah. management team, right? Or, right? And make sure that those dollar numbers kind of make sense. And maybe you have five managers that are pretty good or, or whatever they are. But if sales just aren't where they were three years ago... And the restaurant is not going to support the three, right? so that yeah. kind of ties into that this, where maybe right. a little bit different scenario, but the number still has to equate, you know, equate to
0: well, sure.
1: what you're paying for. Sure. They were underperforming; fans weren't coming. Yeah. Just like if your restaurant's underperforming, right. Guests aren't coming. Right. right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you. I think you know that's where, as we look at our labor, I mean, even the labor you could afford five years ago is probably not the labor you can afford now, just because everybody's making more per hour, right? right? So you. And, I'm sure had more people on your team five years ago than you have right now just because of how much the rates have gone up, especially if you're in a New York City or some of these other cities. But that means that we just have to be creative, right? It doesn't mean that we close our doors. It doesn't mean that we give up. But we just be really creative with what some of these higher-paid positions are. And if they're not delivering and they're not adding value at those higher positions, then it might be, like you said, some farm players, people who are paid less, who buy into the organization, and who can still do those tasks. Which is where I think it's going back to what are the things that need to get done and making sure that how you spread it out fits your budget. Right. Yeah,
2: maybe it is a higher paid general manager to make sure that you're getting that talent, but maybe you're back into the rotation in baseball that you don't need a salary manager at yeah. whatever right. that number is. Maybe right. that is a shift leader right. at right.
1: an hourly rate. Well, like we talk about it all the time, right? You have to be creative. can't be an hourly manager running everything, right? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. A salary manager in every position. Sometimes, you know, and we talk about the bar a lot. You don't need a bar manager. Have a head bartender. But, you know, yeah. that's going to save you a lot and he's going to care a little more of what's going on because he's behind that bar, yeah. opposed to the guy that's on the other side of the bar just being the manager. Right. Right. I always say that, like a bar manager, I think it's a waste of money. Head bartender is where
0: you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also, you know, really making sure your team has the expectation of what they're supposed to do. Like these guys, you said, if you had been led a little better to know, hey, the expectation is you're going to do exactly what everyone else does on the right, team. Right. You're not treated differently. And I would say that same argument is true for some of the managers, right? How many times we've all worked in restaurants where the managers are sitting around, you know, not working, expecting everyone else to. And that's just not going to work in this new labor environment. Right.
1: No, just like an athlete. If you don't lead by example, yeah. that doesn't matter what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. You can be saying everything right, but if you're not leading by example, you might as well not even lead. Yeah,
0: which goes back to you as the owner kind of right. being there, evaluating, watching, paying attention that vibe because that also can become part of the, how we evaluate right. our underperforming people. Yeah. And Here's before, we get, well, before hey, we get there. the football
2: yeah. one too, I mean look at like the quick example for the Phillies in the trade deadline, right? They felt they had a pretty good team. They still made some small moves though because good back goes. to what Chris is always saying, you still want to always be looking for talent. You yeah. always want to be looking to who you can bring in, even if it's not in the baseball terms a big trade splash. Yep. Who's right. the next well, person The you bring Phillies
1: in? obviously looked at their pitching rotation and Said, we have a bottom three here. Right, yeah. exactly. And, and we have an issue. Yeah. So let's go out and get an all star pitcher this year. Right. Yeah. We brought, They brought him in. So that means somebody from that rotation at some point this season, it might be once the play all star, is going to go to the bullpen. Right. And use their starting job. But they brought someone in to do that. So now your bottom three become a bottom two. Yeah. So. They must have listened to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now we in the football, right? Yeah. There's and a guy, like, yeah you of like you know, spring
2: training kind of comes up on yeah. us. Roster cuts. Yeah. And I think yeah. Dalvin Cook is a, a perfect example of that. As great talent. Great talent. Yeah. But sometimes, back to what we said, the dollar number doesn't always hit. It didn't work. It makes sense. So yeah. for them, it wasn't really a culture fit for him. They weren't going to move long term on with him. Right. So why continue to pay right now and just let's move on and let's see what we have and make sure that works.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think the other element of that is, you know, whoever it is on your team, I mean, if you've moved them into a different position, you've, you know, moved them into a leadership role, making sure that they understand that, okay, well, I'm paying you more, but that means I'm going to expect a lot more. Right. And you may have all the talent in the world, but I'm going to expect you to work the harder right like you work harder now than you did before not like okay i'm not going to work as hard because now i'm the gm and and everyone else gets to you know do my job for me No, no no like you are in this role but that means that you're performing every day and you know i think also some of that element of you know you're still learning in this business right like this may not be some place where your GM is forever. You know, what's their ultimate goal in the industry? Right. Where do they want to go? How can you support them to where if it doesn't work out or you end up not being able to afford them, like you've still given them skills, you've developed them, right. you're a reference for them. Like it can it can end well, even though it may not be the best fit forever. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, I mean, here's an example, right? Reputation is not the best teammate. <laughs>
0: Right. Now the jerk comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't. Right. I don't know. Right. Not the reputation. Well, of
1: the best teammate. Right. I, I mean, I'll hang out with him. I don't know, but that was the reputation, not the best teammate. So, if he was a great teammate, great in the community, then I'll let him go. He's too yeah. good. He's too good. But because you know the talent didn't match all everything else, and, and the dollar amount. Right. Found put them all together. Right. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully this has given you some good things to think about. I mean, I think the biggest thing that we really want to get across to you is, first, that idea of always evaluating your team and you as the owner being the one to do that evaluation, right? Like, it's great to have your manager's insight. It's great that your manager, you know, does maybe the formal evaluation, but you're always paying attention. And then the other element really is the idea of having some sort of deadline right, that in sports, they have the benefit of having to cut their roster or having to pick their team today and that's it. But in the business, we can let this drag on and we really don't want to. So if we know we have a bottom three, we really need to make it a priority to fix the problems because we know you will see results from fixing your team and having a better performing team. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and have a great week.